0: Hello and welcome to the Chichester Festival Theatre Podcast. We'll be chatting through everything from Festival 2018 to the backstage crew and beyond. I'm George Bailey and I will be your host for this series. Joining me will be a whole bunch of incredible guests in interviews, chats and other fun segments. So sit back, relax and enjoy what we have in store for you. Joining me now, I've got Kate Bassett, the Literary Associate of CFT, who has held several high standing positions in various organisations, from The Independent on Sunday, to chairing and judging numerous awards and talks. Hello, Kate. How are you doing?
1: Hello. All right.
0: Thank you. That's good to hear. So, Kate, you've worked in really too many literary roles to count, yeah. really. Yeah. Where did your love for literature start?
1: Gosh, that's a... Massive question, isn't it? I do love literature, but I also think that I love theatre, so I, that's probably how I would classify my my work-related passion, that would be a love of theatre. Uh, in terms of literature, I suppose my mum my was bookish in that she bought loads of books, so there were lots of books around the house, and she had a quite eccentric, enjoyable habit of reading strange classics to me when I was little, so she would read me rude stories from Chaucer when I had flu. And I sort of remember being introduced to Shakespeare quite early and going to, you know, something like Midsummer Night's Dream in a garden in the summer. And so I remember that as a kind of formative experience where I thought, oh, I really love this, I not think art form, because I was probably about five, but um, I liked theatre. And I think the pleasure of it was realising how texts work and how complex they are and how ambiguous they are and how that's really interesting because they're open to interpretation and -hmm. I think that's script-wise the essence of theatre as well well performance-wise as well that it can be seen so many ways and done so many ways and I'm really interested in Mm -hmm. in that and I suppose I actually wanted to be a director to start with um but was also reading scripts so I suppose my before I went before I jumped ship into journalism that was where I was in the theatre world
0: Where did the kind of journalism and and criticism side come from that? Was it from the script readings or was it?
1: If you do English, and I did English at uni, that's very analytical and you're looking really closely at scripts. And I suppose in a similar, if not identical way, I'm still doing that as a script reader and a script assessor. I think there are parallels, I think a director does that as well, like they look at a script and they understand its complexities and then they explore how to, the difference with them is they explore how to put that on stage with the actors who are also weighing up the words on the page. Uh, In terms of jumping into theatre reviewing, again, that's analytical, I mean you're kind of analysing the words you're hearing but also the performances and the directing and and understanding theatre as a sort of... A collective creative act. I, I think the difference is that if you were being just academically analytical you would tend to be very very only script based whereas I think what I enjoy and hopefully I'm able to do is think about how something is stageable because I've seen lots of theatre and to a certain extent understand the different people who are inputting into the creative art. So you can you can look at a script, but you can think beyond the words on the page and go, that's sort of possibly not working on the page, but how could that work if you got a certain director or, a, you know, if you staged it in a certain way? And so you're a bit more open-minded in that way because you're thinking about the whole art. Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, it does, definitely. I feel like I went off piece there, but <laughs> No, no, not at
0: all. <laughs> well, my next question is that obviously it's been a recent change for you to having moved over to a producing body in the theatre industry, but I suppose in a way you've sort of always had that mindset.
1: Yeah, it's a bit coming full circle. So after uni, I did work in theatre, so I was a fringe director and I was an assistant director and I was script reading and I did quite a lot of script reading for theatre companies and and a bit for TV um, and radio. So I've sort of come full circle on that level and that I've come back to theatre. There is some consistency, though, in that I suppose you're still appraising things but there's a difference in that well the strange thing with theatre reviewing is that you're sort of doing it at the end of the developmental process so you're kind of going that was good or that that didn't work or that did work but there's not much you can do about that once you know you're not kind of feeding into the developmental process whereas if you're being a literary manager or a script assessor you've got more chance of hopefully constructively changing things that aren't quite working beforehand.
0: Having then sort of worked in both of those aspects, how different are the attitudes in those kind of circles and environments? Talking about you personally and also the people that you're working with, is there a difference?
1: You are at different on a different side of the fence and there are different demands and expectations and I suppose suppose an obvious thing to say is that there's probably something a bit more ruthless about theatre reviewing in that you want the theatre industry and its creative endeavours to be really high standard, and you want to encourage that, but at the same time, part of your duty is to the paying public and also the newspaper that employs you, and so they do want to know if it's bad. You need to say that in a readable way that, that isn't turgid. So there's a level of strange entertainment and direct criticism, and I suppose it within... world of developing a script with a writer it's a it's a gentler process and it's a more democratic process probably and a and hopefully more constructive process a more diplomatic i mean perhaps that's that's the key that theater viewing isn't necessarily diplomatic it's sort of very frank is that one way of putting it yeah (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) and so sort of coming on to talk more about your job now When you're kind of faced with a script, do you know immediately whether it's going to end up sort of being fully staged and produced? Or do you sometimes work on something for a while before realising it's not right for Chichester?
1: Well, I I certainly don't know if it's going to be produced because that isn't Hmm. entirely my decision. Obviously, there are matters of funding and and collective taste um, so for example if I read a script that I really like I will firstly go to Daniel Evans who's the artistic director and we will both read it and we will both talk about what we think its strengths and weaknesses are and whether it goes on and then we would also go to the um, executive director and see if there was money for that and if that was feasible and I would I would say if something really good lands on my desk, and because I, to a certain extent, know Daniel's taste, I will be buoyantly hopeful <laughs> <laughs> that it might get on. What was the second half of the question?
0: Do you sometimes work on something um, um, for a while and then realise it's not right?
1: I suppose so. Yes, and that is part of that is part of the process. Um, in that you you want everything to go all the way through the development process, but it is it is a complex and again collective and to a certain extent risky development process because obviously if you're developing it, it's not perfect yet, and so the, there's a process of redrafts and suggestions and redrafts that are frank but you know as we said they're frank but diplomatic discussions about where something might go or just suggesting. Things to the writer, or seeing what the writer thinks where, some, where something might go, but sometimes it's intractable. Or I suppose sometimes there might be a different. The, the writer might want it to go in another direction, and perhaps sometimes there's a bit of optimism, and you go, "Well, that could that could work," and it just doesn't quite work. You kind of mm. wanted to nudge it somewhere, and it won't go there, like a stubborn donkey. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> So so yes, sometimes it doesn't work, but um, part of your job is to have a really good guess because obviously you don't want to waste, so it's not as if loads is falling by the wayside.
0: In terms of writers like Charlotte Jones who've got a new play on this year, how does that process start? Is it her that sends you the script? Do you approach her? Or is it an agent which gets in contact? How does that conversation start?
1: Um, It really depends, actually. It's very varied. So um, sometimes writers just send you the script and you might have a glance and you might think, that looks quite promising so I will read it. Or agents will send you a script, some are quite proactive about that. Or an established writer might do that, or or we might already know people. And the other thing that I do is um, I go to lots of new plays um, in production to see what new writers are surfacing that I'm not getting scripts from. And so I will either keep an eye on them, or if there's someone either new like that or established that both Daniel and I think are really good we will we will proactively and go and see them and force coffee down them <laughs> <laughs> and cakes and then if we if we have a discussion that we think is fruitful we might commission them to write something from scratch, scratch. so it might be a discussion just about an idea so you might go to them what would you like to write about or are you thinking about writing or we're interested in these things, does that in any way fit with you? And then we would commission. And then the process there is that they do... There's a contract and they do a first draft and they're sort of... The contract normally is they will also do a second draft and then you go from there. And mm. and so you're then into that developmental mm. process.
0: So it's quite a flexible process yeah. in terms of sort of case-by-case mm. case in a way as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. And sometimes they will have a play they've already written, um, but they... You know, you rang them and you went, "Do you want a cake?" <laughs> <laughs> and they will go, "Yes." And I, like, in return, got a script. I
0: suppose along the same lines. Have you ever had a moment where you've read a sort of an initial first draft and you think this is going to be big?
1: I'm not sure I would think this is going to be big, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm. I think I would think this is really good, (laughs) Uh, and so I get quite excited, and in fact, I would say that Charlotte Jones The Meeting was that, you know, I was reading it, and I was like, this is, you know, (laughs) I was emailing (laughs) Daniel going, Daniel, (laughs) have you got time for a meeting? So that happens, and actually when I was a while back, well, I used to be a script reader for Hampstead Theatre, and uh, I got, we got a script just you know sent to us randomly and it was by Joe Penhall who is now very celebrated and it was um, Some Voices which he was uh, i think he's pretty sure he was completely unknown or he was certainly not known and I remember reading it and it was absolutely outstanding you know you get a lot of you you plow through a lot of scripts at a theatre like Hampstead because it's a new writing theatre so hundreds of people send scripts in and I do remember going uh, we should really do this now and then the next week, the Royal, <laughs> Royal Court announced they were doing it, and I was like, oh, damn. Uh, but, you know, that was a moment where you went, wow, this is, this is a writer with an ear and a talent. And
0: On a personal level, when you're reading a script, whether it is for work or whether it's just on a, mm. on a personal level, what really kind of sparks your interest? Like what do you love to see written about or ways of writing? do you have any it's
1: yeah well, it's so funny isn't it because that's like that is what I do but I don't actually like I've never made that checklist because mm-hmm. I think in a way in a way it's about being surprised because that's what's exciting so it's up it's a script that's not doing the things that other scripts have checked a script can of course be highly stylized but I suppose on average in drama it's have to, has this person got a really pleasing ear for how people really speak and that's quite a rare thing and that's that's exciting humor intelligence subtlety complexity of character and motivation and I suppose I'm a fan of things subtext and between the lines and I suppose I'm not a fan of things that heavily spell things out in a way i think what's really interesting about theater and and the cast on stage and the audience watching them is that there's a kind of i don't mean it's a detective genre but there's a kind of detective work going on and that's the pleasure of it that the audience is in a way watching human beings in action and working out what they're not saying or what the subtext is and and so that's sort of part of the enjoyment and, and so I, I like scripts that are good at that, that that have complexity but not flagging it up. And I suppose things that are trenchant and topical but can also be, of course, absurd and humorous. But I, I don't think a great script necessarily has to be those things. It can be a tiny study of a couple somewhere that has a, a timeless quality that isn't kind of ticking a box about a news headline there is my checklist I'm sure there's many there are many more things that should be on there well I
0: mean I I suppose it kind of does make a tick list without you even realizing it it
1: does but I I think the reason I'm I'm hesitating to the checklist is because of course you know, then you re- there's a broad physical comedy which mm-hmm. is absolutely great mm-hmm. and hasn't had those things, but it is great because it's a broad physical comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose it's all about the balance as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, yeah.
0: So coming back to Chichester, are there any aims for kind of cultivating your writing at Chichester? Um is it more of an end goal of, you know, this is the certain amount of plays that we want to get on by this year, or is it a more of a developmental Goal, or is there any goal?
1: I'd say the goal is to encourage new writing and foster new writing and to put on plays that are really, really good and as good as we can get. I think that's really the aim, it's as general as that. I mean, there are also aims like we actively want to get diverse voices, whatever that means in the broadest sense, really, and at the same time, you know, we're interested in also getting local stories or um, things that are relevant to the local community as well as being you know national stories or or international stories or issues being dealt with it's really about quality and well it's also about attracting different audiences as well so in terms of diverse voices you know if you have Play with older characters, or you have a play with young characters. You will attract different audiences. I don't mean that the the, the opposite age group wouldn't come to those mm. plays, but telling different people's stories will attract different groups of people, mm. probably.
0: And so, finally, comments the last question. I know we <laughs> spoke about this earlier. And um,
1: comedy question, yeah. whatever.
0: <laughs> Fun little round. So, finally, what are Kate Bassett's top tips for new writers or people who are looking to start writing
1: again, but a bit, but a bit because, um, in a way, it's the most, it's the original voice that mm-hmm. that is the exciting voice. Often, um, I suppose, I suppose, in in pragmatic, pragmatic terms, write it, get on and write it, and probably give it to people who you trust and get them to give you honest feedback. And think about that and think about whether you think it's right or you don't think it's right. And then write some more and keep doing that. Um, Submit your plays to theatres. I think also read a lot of plays. Go to the theatre. I think that's actually pretty massive because actually understanding how theatre works and transforms scripts and where theatre's going artistically and technologically uh, and all the different possibilities that are out there will inspire you to write in different ways and will will expand expand your mind and also probably help you with what's not pragmatic and what wouldn't work because you'll have seen things that work and start to understand why. Yeah, I would say read lots of players, go to the theatre um, and actually write it.
0: Good. Mm. Yeah, wise words there from Kate Bassett. Well, thank you so much. for right. And yeah, I hope you have a lovely rest of thank <laughs> you. the working Thank you. But yeah, lovely. You have been listening to the Chichester Festival Theatre Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, please do like and rate our series on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud, or leave us a comment on our Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening.